Well, good evening and welcome. It is so wonderful to have everybody here tonight, especially if it's your first time with us here at West Bowles, maybe your first time in a long time. We are so honored by your presence. Uh, my name is Thomas Fitzpatrick. I'm the senior pastor here at West Bowles. And uh, this is a church that's filled with people committed to loving God, loving others, and leading others to God. And we take that mission very seriously, but we definitely try not to take ourselves very seriously. And so we hope that during your time with us, you will learn a lot, but also laugh a lot, either with us or possibly at us, um, especially Ryan. But uh, we're glad that you're with us. Uh, on behalf of the entire staff, the elders here at West Bowles, Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us on this Christmas Eve. We are so honored you're kind of in our home and that you are our guests uh, this evening. If you are visiting tonight and you're in the area, as Ryan mentioned, we've got some special gifts for you. Just a little token of our appreciation for taking some time out of this crazy, busy time of year. Some mugs that are in the back. We'd love for each family to grab one of those. They're filled with information about the Christian faith and about our ministry and mission here at the church. And so again, if you are visiting tonight in the area, grab one of those up, take them home. Uh, we'd be honored if you did that. I'm from California. Well, I've been in California the last seven or eight years. We moved here uh, in June. And ever since we moved, I have been cold. And so uh, I thought mugs was an appropriate Christmas gift for everybody. If you don't want yours, please give it to me. I will gladly, gladly use that. Uh, also, if you'd like to learn more about this church or are interested in our mission of loving God, loving others, and leading others to God, please call us, stop by, email us. Uh, we'd love to talk to you more about those things. And finally, if you're interested in maybe supporting us, helping us in one way or another, maybe financially, maybe right now you're thinking, I'd love to find a nonprofit I can pour a lot of cash into. Uh, <laughs> If that describes you, we would not be mad at you if you chose West Bowles. We'll have some bins in the back. Uh, you can give those gifts and offerings at that point. Let me pray for us, and we'll spend a few words talking about the Christmas story. Father, thousands of years ago, you came in a magnificent, magical, mysterious way. And as such, people were drawn to you and gathered to worship you. And tonight, we hope the same will be true. Would you come in a magical, mysterious way. And would we gather together and would we worship you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, speaking of crazy. I don't know about you, but, but life is just getting crazier and crazier, isn't it? As the years go on, things are getting crazier and crazier. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting crazier and crazier. But finding a balance to everything in life, from the kids to the wife, from the job to the homework, from the checkbook to the good book, from my golf game to my fantasy team, which I just won the championship for. Don't want to rub that in, Ryan, Nathan. Uh, to the stuff I want, to the old stuff that I have to keep fixing. Life is crazy. And it's getting crazier and crazier throughout the years with each passing day. And life feels especially crazy, doesn't it, around the holidays. There's just something so special about this time of year. You have your holiday work parties where certain coworkers show a side of themselves you didn't think you'd ever see and never want to see again. You have all the shopping where the early bird now has to camp out several days early to get the worm. You have all the traveling where you jam-pack your entire wardrobe into one suitcase only for the zipper to break and for your whitey tidies to be on display for the world to see. And then there are the family get-togethers where the line between in-laws and outlaws gets a little fuzzy. But not you, Tom and Vicky. You're here tonight. I love you. You guys are great in-laws. I'm talking about other people's in-laws, you know, it's like generic in... Okay. Uh, but one of the things I love most about the Christmas story is that it's just as crazy as our lives are, maybe even more. 
I found a great rendition of the Christmas story as told from the eyes and perspective of a child. Check it out. My name is Eliana Anderson. The story of Christmas. One day an angel came to visit Mary. And the angel wanted to tell Mary something important. That she was going to have a baby. <laughs> but it was a very special baby. Because God was going to give her the baby. She was going to get married to a man, Joseph. And he has a green shirt. So they had to pack up to go to Bethlehem. They got on a donkey named um, Seesaw. And when they got to Bethlehem, there were a lot of people there. He's telling them, do you have any room? Nope. No room. So they were sitting with the cow and the lambs and the birds and a horse. They were in... I forgot what it's called. Oh, the stable. Mary and Joseph had to get ready for the baby. Making a cradle. The baby's born. And angels came. They talked to the shepherds. And they said that, come to the manger. And they followed the store to go to the manger. Star. Guys walking on camels, and they look at wise men, and they saw this big bright star in the sky, so they decided to follow it. They were bringing presents to the baby, and when they got there, they saw baby Jesus there. They were giving gifts to Jesus for his birthday. I give gifts to people when it's Jesus's birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. But no matter how you tell it, the story is always crazy, right? You have a poor, illiterate, virgin teenage girl from a backwoods town who tells her fiancé she was visited by an angelic being who claimed that she would be miraculously impregnated by an invisible spirit and that this illegitimate baby was one day going to be the ruler of all the earth. Makes your crazy life seem kind of normal, doesn't it? Angels coming to earth, virgins coming to full term, babies becoming kings, foreigners coming to visit, and prophecies coming to fruition. This is crazy. This is a crazy story. Mize men, guys jumping on camels, stores, stars. It's a crazy story. And what's so amazing to me about this story is that I think God intentionally made it that way. I think he did all this on purpose to show us and to prove to us an incredibly important truth and lesson. See, if Jesus truly was God, if he truly had all power and all authority, he could have come to earth any way he wanted. He could have orchestrated this in a ton of different ways. He could have been born in some ivory tower, some huge castle. He could have been born up in the heavens and then transported by cloud or angelic chariot. He could have had it better than baby George across the pond. I mean, think royal treatment, red carpet, heroes welcome, extravagance like you've never seen before. But it didn't happen that way. He was born at a chaotic time, in a chaotic way, amidst chaotic circumstances. And why? Why would he choose chaos? Why would he choose craziness? Here's why. 
You don't have to clean your act up in order for God to show up. He's trying to prove this to each and every one of us. You see, most people believe, and and practically every other world religion teaches us, that your life, now and forever, will only start to look up after you've cleaned your act up. Our world, every other worldview out there is based on a performance model where you get what you deserve and you deserve what you get. And if you would just stop messing up, God would start showing up. But the first has to come before the second. But but guys, nothing could be further from the truth. This story proves it to me. The birth of Jesus proves to us no matter how chaotic things get, no matter how crazy things get, no matter how messy things get, no matter how, mar- how many marriages you have been through, no matter how many personal or professional rejections you have received, no matter how many times you have tried and failed to get pregnant, to give up that addiction, to get out of that toxic relationship, to say no, no matter how far you've drifted from your original hopes and dreams, God is right here with you. He hasn't gone anywhere. He is right here with you in the midst of the mess. You don't have to clean your act up in order for him to show up. Think about this. Normal births here in the 21st century, births that take place in in clean, uh, sterile, nice hospital rooms, they're extremely messy. Can you imagine giving birth in the first century, late at night, in a barn with a bunch of domesticated animals standing watch? I'm sure Mary loved this. Anything that could have gone wrong, did. I mean, for a young, confused, unwed teenage girl giving birth to her first child, this is worst case scenario. No room, no family, no doctors, no comforts, no guarantees. This is a giant mess. The smell of horse manure in the air, the sight of pig slop in the corner, the sting of hay in her belly. Nothing in this moment looked or felt or smelled very good. It was a mess. It was chaos. Why would God come like that? Why would he enter our world like that? To prove something. To prove that he's not afraid of the mess. To prove that he's not mad at you because of the mess. To prove that he doesn't turn away or run away from the mess, whether or not you are the one who created it. God is always with you right here in the midst of the mess. Just ask the shepherds, ask the magi, ask the pregnant teenager. God was right there with them in the midst of the mess, and the same is true for you. He's right here in the midst of yours. Listen to how one author in the Bible put it. God's purpose was for the nations to seek after him and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. I know that sometimes God can feel as far away as the moon, but the truth is, the reality is, he is as close to you as your skin. You can touch him, and he wants you to feel your way closer to him. He's with you right here in the midst of the mess. One of the titles of Jesus is Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. And that's true if our lives are going well and we're on the straight and narrow, but it's also true if our lives aren't going well and we can't even see where we're going. What was true on that first messy, chaotic, crazy night in Bethlehem is true tonight. God is with us in our mess, in our mess, in the midst of the mess, however you want to say it. 
See, there's no situation the Savior can't step in, no moment too messy for his presence, nothing too chaotic for Christ to correct. But not only is God with you in the mess, not only is he right there with you, he promises to bring good out of it. Think about the family tree, the lineage that Jesus came out of. It was about as weird and awkward and dysfunctional as they get. One author describes it as a family full of cheaters, beaters, and deceivers. Some of you can relate. It's like, yep, know that feeling. But the family that Jesus came out of was full of more harlots than heroes, more promise breakers than promise keepers, more sinners than saints. And out of that mess, God brought the Messiah. Out of that darkness, he brought the light of the world. Out of that chaos, he brought the prince of peace. Out of that death and despair, he brought the way, the truth, and the life. And I want you to know tonight, if you're joining us for the first time, the same is true for you. God is so madly in love with you, he will use whatever you have done, whatever has been done to you, both good and bad, he will use it to do good. He will use it for your good. He'll bring something good out of it. Maybe that good will be a message that you have to share with this world because only you can share it. Maybe that good will be a moment where you experience God and then help others to experience God. Maybe that good will be a ministry that you start or that you support. Maybe that good will be a manifestation of God that this world needs through you. I don't know what it will look like. I don't know how it will come. And if we know anything about God based on this story, he likes surprises. So he might surprise you. He might not come in the way you expected. He might not look like you expected. But the truth is, he will be here. He will come. Whatever you're going through, however painful, however dark, however bleak, however stressful, however chaotic your life has been, God, our God, the only one true God, is with you in the middle of it all. And he's going to bring good out of it. Now, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Like, well, that's easy for you to say, Pastor. Hopefully you wouldn't say it like that. I don't know why you would. But. And you're right. Things are easy to say. Okay, guests, if you're with us tonight, forget the mugs. One million dollars for each of you. Yeah, see, it's easy to say. Anything's easy to say, and I get that. But I'm not just saying. This is something I believe with all my heart because it's something that I've personally experienced. A few years ago, I made some decisions that were hard and, and painful and that cost my family dearly. I got offered a dream job that ended up being a complete nightmare. And we sold our house and we moved all our stuff across the country only to do it all over again two months later. Let me just say this, guys, don't ever do that. Like ever, ever, ever do that. And in the middle of it all, in the midst of the ulcers and the sleepless nights and all of the tears, someone said to me, man, I had high hopes for you. God was going to use you in mighty ways. You see, it was a statement of judgment. It was a declaration of guilt. It was a proclamation that I had messed up so badly that I had fallen too far that my time had come and gone that now forever I would live in the shadow of my mess. I'd live in the shrapnel of my mistakes. The person believed that God was no longer with me. Well, thank goodness that person was wrong. Very, very wrong. God didn't leave me or abandon me in the middle of that mess. He was right there with me, even though I maybe didn't know it or see him at the time. And he used it all for good. One of the goods being connected me with the church, a church that can sympathize with messes, that is honest about mistakes, that, can, that understands what craziness is all about. And again, if you are in this area, I want you to be a part of this church for that reason. 
If you come here on a Sunday, despite the stereotypes that you might have, you'll run into a lot of people whose lives look very similar to this manger scene. Minus like pregnant teenager giving birth in a barn. But very similar. Their lives are crazy, messy, and chaotic. The only difference with the people in this room are that they believe and know and have experienced God with them in the mess. And they have seen as they look back, God bringing good out of the mess. These are people that know you have a mess and they're okay with that. They'll like you even though and through it all. And our hope is that as a church, we will manifest the truth of this story to you each and every day, that you have someone with you in the midst of your mess and we believe in a God who's good enough and powerful enough to bring good out of that mess. That's our commitment to you as a church. So is your life crazy and chaotic? Perfect. Christ prefers chaos. Is your life messy? Wonderful. The Messiah prefers the mess. Let me say a prayer, and then I want you to hear a song that powerfully communicates this truth. God, we just don't believe it. It's just hard for us to get that through our heads, that you would love us and come be with us in the middle of our messes. That when we screw things up so badly and and just make a whole mess of things, that you would choose to join us and be with us and take the broken pieces and put them together and do something beautiful with them. Would you communicate that to us tonight? Would you drill that truth home to us tonight? That at Christmas, you were trying to say to us, I am with you no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how chaotic or crazy life has become, I am with you. I am with you right here, right now. I am in the midst of your mess. And help us to know and believe with all our heart that you are the only one who is good enough and strong enough to bring good out of that mess. Please make it so. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Take a listen to this special song.